Welcome to the show. My name is William Wallace and I'm here with my co-producer Betty Louise and today we have the opportunity to sit with Chief Alex Gamelgard, the Chief of the Grass Valley Police Department. Welcome Chief. Thanks for having me. Well it's a pleasure to have you here. So in order for our folks to get to know you a little bit better, we're wondering right off the top, why law enforcement? Why did you choose this as a career? Well, that's a good question. I think maybe the career sort of found me more than I found the career. I started off my law enforcement career as a reserve officer in the city of Spokane, Washington. I was at the time attending Gonzaga University where I studied business administration. And actually I had a friend who had been a sophomore year roommate who actually had a passion for law enforcement and he asked me to come to a volunteers and policing meeting in Spokane and one thing led to another and I ended up being hired by them as a reserve officer. And once I started the work, I realized I really had a passion for it and that I really wanted to do it in my hometown. And so after graduating from Gonzaga, I came back to Grass Valley and, and here I am. So not only did you follow your passion, but you followed your passion to your hometown. Right, That's exactly. So recently there was an article published in our local newspaper, The Union, which focused on a pilot program working with the behavioral health professionals and the homeless. Could you give us a little outline as to what that looks like? Yeah, so for us um, at the Grass Valley Police Department, we have recently started a program which is funded under BSCC, which is a state department, Board of State and Community Corrections and that particular department issues grants and under one of their grant programs called CalVIP, California uh, Violence Intervention Program, we applied for a grant that essentially puts a non-sworn individual, somebody who's not a police officer, and in this case actually employed by the hospitality house as our partner in a police vehicle with a Grass Valley police officer, and their job is to interface with homeless individuals, really looking at their job from the premise that homeless individuals have a higher propensity to be the victims of crime and also to perpetrate crime against others. And there's a number of reasons for that which we could talk more about, but we do know that from the data. And so their job is to go further upstream in their approach to law enforcement. And instead of responding to calls when they occur, really see what we can do to interface with these folks, develop case plans, get them into treatment, give them other opportunities, housing, uh, line them up with some of the services in our community so that we can try and break the cycle of that criminality on whichever side uh, that they find themselves. And more than anything, really to look at, uh, which I think at our police department, we make a high priority anyways, but to look at the humanity first of the individual and say, how can we help these folks? Really move them on a different trajectory. That's terrific. That sounds like a, a super healthy approach, and um, I hope the best for that. So I'm just curious. Mm -hmm. You said you know there were these. There are many reasons for the mm -hmm. homeless individuals to be categorized in, the, right. in that way. Can you just share a little more about that? Yeah, and I think it's interesting how you use the word categorized because something that I've been talking about for a while is that I, I almost wish we would quit calling people homeless, although that is uh, maybe the manifestation of whatever's going on in their lives is that they're homeless. It's almost doing a disservice because there's so many reasons that people become homeless. Some of the most common that we experience in our work, and it may be specifically because of the type of work we do in law enforcement, but it's substance use disorder, drug abuse, and mental illness. 
or the co-occurring uh, conditions of both, oftentimes drug abuse compensating for underlying mental illness and sometimes drug abuse or substance use disorder compounding a, a mental illness or sort of um, manifesting over time because of that. When you get the opportunity to interact and talk with these people that are affected by homelessness, what are you hearing from them that are their biggest challenges? I think some of the biggest challenges start off with trust. Uh, just trust of other human beings, trust of the, their situation, in our case, trust of the system or law enforcement. I mean, that's the biggest challenge. There's underlying root causes, for sure, that they start talking about, but they're not going to tell you about those right off the bat, and, and I understand why. That, that trust is a big issue. I know that once you find that you have gained their trust, they have a tendency to open up more and share their stories and what their needs can be. So that's, mm -hmm. that's huge when you're able to make that step. On another topic, illegal camping can be a challenging situation for both officers mm -hmm. and the homeless. What does a solution to that look like to you? You know, I think it's multifaceted. It's a community approach. The issue with illegal camping here is multifaceted. First and foremost, from a public safety standpoint for us, is the fire danger. And a close second would be the environmental impact from a community standpoint. From an individual standpoint and the people we're trying to reach, it's just not healthy. It has a lot of risks that go with it, inherent risks uh, related to the environment and climate. And then on top of that, just the dangers that we see from not having a secure home and the theft and the violence and negative influences, especially among some of our younger folks. So those are some of the challenges. Definitely real. Yeah. What do you want people to know about people that are affected by the homeless situation? I want people to know that first and foremost, we're never gonna make an impact on this if we don't, like I said earlier, look at each other from a humanistic, honoring the humanity of all of us in that conversation. The other thing though that I think is important is that we're not unique in Grass Valley. Oftentimes because our conversation circles are here, whether it's on social media or with our friends, it's easy for us to say, oh, this place isn't what it used to be. This homeless problem is out of control. I invite people to look for it outside of your community. And I don't think you're gonna have to look very hard to find it. Although this is, isn't any comfort because we know it's still visible and it's there and it's happening here we're actually not doing too bad. Where I think we have a long ways to go is just in our community safety as it relates to our homelessness. And I lose sleep during the summer about the fire danger with it. We have to get that under control. We have to make that the top priority because if we're talking about the humanity of individuals, we can't discount the humanity of every single person who chooses to live here and is blessed to have a home and doesn't fall into the homeless category. We cannot afford for maybe our desire to be compassionate to overshadow the need for us to protect our overall community. One fire could wipe us out, and that's why I look at when we have to take an enforcement posture related to some of the, the work that, and the role that law enforcement plays, I look at that as compassionate. It's compassionate to people who live here, and it's compassionate to the individual that could have to live with the additional trauma of um, hurting themselves. Is there anything else that you want the community to know <laughs> what it's like to be a law enforcement working with not only population people, like what is that like uh, right now it's not easy yeah I don't know what to say about that other than police officers are people too and although people say that and it's on social media and it's always a counterpoint to whatever bad thing they saw in the media about law enforcement I wish we 
could have that conversation, not when we're trying to counterpoint some other evil thing that's happened. So our police officers at Grass Valley have families. They go home to their husbands, their wives. They have parents and kids, and they have a life far beyond law enforcement. And they're doing their work in law enforcement not because uh, it's just a job. There's nobody that I know. Use your passion in our community, and I hope that people out there that are listening to this tonight sure it is well in theirs so thank you very much yeah i appreciate it thank you and we're we're here um my office my my phone is always available to hear from people about ideas it takes takes a village so to speak and i would invite people's comments and desire to help fix this problem with us because it's not law enforcement's job by itself to do it and we recognize that we need the help of the community thank you for joining us today Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit calhum.org.